Yivamos, Perik Vav, Mishnah Vav, 6-6. The last of the Perik, and here we discuss the Mishnah of Priyo Ruvia, the mitzvah to have children. It says the Mishnah, Lo yibatel Adam Mepiria Urvia. A person may not um, idly annul the mitzvah of having children. The word Priya, from the word Pri, is um, the mitzvah. The Pasuk says Pru Uruvu. The word Pri means fruit, have fruit, and revu, revia means be multiply, hence the usual translation, be fruitful and multiply. So a person has an obligation to do that, and therefore he um, has no right to not get married, unless he already has children. If he's fulfilled the mitzvah by having children, the exact parameters of how one fulfills that mitzvah will be the topic of the rest of the Mishnah. But right now we're saying, if he hasn't done that mitzvah, so then he has no right not to be married. Shulchan Aruch Pasch is from 18 already. Under normal circumstances, whatever it is, the point is a person has to do his mitzvah, and therefore he has a mitzvah in and of itself to get married and be married so he can have children. And that's on the Doraisa level. On a Durabanan level, even if a person has fulfilled the mitzvah of having children, however it's defined, he still has both a rabbinic requirement to try to have more children if possible. After all, as the Rambam and the Parish Mishnayas points out, every additional child that a person creates is like he's built a whole new world. Uh, more than that, even aside from having children, there's a mitzvah derabanan for a person, for a man to be married, and actually for a woman to be married as well, separate derabanans. Um, the marriage is the proper state and the healthy state in and of itself. But the Mishnah is talking about the Doraisa, which means you have to have children as a mitzvah, and therefore a person has to get married um, to someone with whom he can have children. Beishamai omrim shnei zacharim. Beishamai hold the way one fulfills that mitzvah is by having two male children. Um, the basis of that ruling is on the precedent that Moshe Rabbeinu himself set, which is Moshe Rabbeinu had two sons, Gershom and Eliezer, and then after that he separated from his wife for good, Sipora. And that being the case, Beishamai holds certainly Moshe Rabbeinu himself wouldn't have done that unless he fulfilled the mitzvah, and therefore that's someone fulfills the mitzvah. Now most learn that it means two boys as opposed to having girls, but the Rashba actually learns um, having a boy and a girl is even better. Like, for sure you're guilty then. The point is even just two boys. The point is as long as you have two children, I mean, if they're boys, you're fulfilling it, all the more so if you have a boy and a girl. Basil omrim zachar unekeva. Basil hold no. You specifically must have both a male and female offspring, children, in order to fulfill the mitzvah. Shneimar, the Pasuk says, Zachar unekeva Bram. The verse in referring to how Hashem began populating the world was to create Adam and Chava, originally were male and female, in one and separated the two. The point is he created both male and female beings, and we, says Beis Hillel, are sort of paralleling Hashem, or following his footsteps in continuing his mission of populating the world, and therefore of course, the relevant precedent for how to do that is to look at what Hashem did. Hashem created male and female, and therefore we all to also create both a male and female. And that will be the halach. The halach is that one fulfills the mitzvah only when he has both a boy and a girl. Um, the Shulchan Aruch goes on to say if the boy can't or girl can't reproduce further, that's still not a fulfillment. You have to have boy, a boy and a girl whom can have children of their own. Um, and in fact, if you have a boy and a girl and then those children each have a child of their own, so if you have a male and female grandchild, then you fulfill the mitzvah even if then your son and daughter die. But if your son and daughter died prior to having a child, children of their own, so you have a total of one male and one female 
grandchild, then sort of back to the drawing board, you have to go back to fulfill the mitzvah and have another another child. Now, the Mishnah goes on to say, Nasa Ishef, a man married a woman, Vesha Ima Eser Shanim, and they stayed married for 10 years, Velo Yalda, but she didn't have any children after 10 years. So then, Eno Rashai Libatel, he has no right to annul the mitzvah Pururvu, and therefore he has to do one of two things in the Mishnah's mind. Either A, get a second wife with whom he can have children, or B, divorce his first wife to get a second wife. Um, now, of course, nowadays, there is no possibility to take on a second wife, and therefore the prescription of the Mishra would be to divorce the first wife to get a second wife. Now, the basis of this is the story in Bereshus with Avraham, who um, was married for 10 years without a child with Sarah. And let's see a little more specific what happened there. The Pasuk says, V'tikach Sarai, Eshes Avram, Es Hagar HaMitzris, Sarai, Avram's wife, took her servant Hagar, the Egyptian, Shivchasa, who was her slave girl, if you will, Miketz Eser Shanim Lashevis Avram Be'eretz Kanan, at the end of 10 years of Avram having dwelled in Eretz Kanan, we call today Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so she gave it to her husband, Avram, to be a wife. The point is that it was after 10 years. But that 10 years, only 10 years when they moved to Eretz Yisrael. They were, they were also married for years before moving to Eretz Yisrael, um, which we're not counting. So the Chazal understand that it's very possible that the reason why they didn't have children was because they didn't have the zechus of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore when they came to Eretz Yisrael, the clock started again. And the Halacha recognized that as well. So um, it's 10 years from when they move to Israel, if they relocate there. Um, and more than that, the halacha recognizes that just as not being near Israel might have been sort of the external cause for not having children, if there's some other external cause why they might not have children, we can ascribe it to that, and the clock for 10 years um, doesn't start or reset. So that means, for example, if, I don't know, in the middle of their marriage, he ended up in prison or she was sick or something. So then, of course, they had no children for those reasons, um, but then again, those, those years and don't um, count towards the count of 10. Um, at all events, the Shulchan Aruch does pasken, the Machaber paskins that indeed after 10 years they've had no children, after all the above caveats, um, that he would have a mitzvah to divorce his wife and marry another one so he can fill the mitzvah of Puravu, again assuming he didn't have children from a previous marriage or from another marriage. Um, the Ramah points out already that there, there was the, the custom of not doing that and staying married even without children, um, which is certainly the observed custom today, um, like the Ramah. Okay, now, the mission continues on and says, Gersha, if this fellow had been married to this woman for 10 years, they had no children, so he divorces her. Muteres l'acher. She, the woman who couldn't conceive in her first marriage, is permitted to marry a second man. In other words, you might have thought, since she can't have kids, she's you know she's not an eligible wife for someone who hasn't had children of her own yet. But no, because who says it's her fault? Maybe it was his fault they couldn't have children. And therefore, this woman, who's divorced from having children for 10 years, could marry another man. And again, the second husband can stay with her for 10 more whole years uh, before determining that she simply is unable to have children. More than that, if even in the first marriage, the woman conceived, but then she miscarried, the clock resets because we see she is ostensibly capable of conceiving, it's just that something else happened, and therefore the clock resets. But 
the halacha is if she actually miscarried three times, then we assume she's not going to be able to carry, and that would now bring her to the category of someone who can't have children. You'd have to divorce her, according to Shulchan Arach, and the spirit of our mission here. Um, but again, a second husband could marry her, because who said it's her fault? Um, but a second time, by the way, if a woman um, is, is over two with her marriages and having children, so then she can't marry a third time to someone who hasn't filled the mitzvah of Purvu. Says the mission further, Ha'ish Mitzvah al Priya it's the man, specifically the male, who has the commandment to do pruvu of Allah Isha, but the woman not. Now, the usual reason for this given is already found in Rashi, um, on Chumash, um, and is known um, from the Gemara, which says the the mitzvah given to Adam and Chava, V'yomar lahem elokim, Hashem said to them, Pru'uruvu umilu es ha'aretz v'chivshuha. Be fruitful, multiply, um, in the and fill the land, and subdue it. Now the kivshua is written with a missing vav. So if you don't have vowels, it doesn't say kivshua. It reads, so to speak, as if it says vikavsha. So that means instead of saying with the vowels, it means and you, plural, should subdue the land, conquer the land. Um, but the without the vowels, it looks like and you singular should. The missing vav is the base of the drasha, which says that the commandment to be kovish, the land with the children, is specifically speaking to the male and the female. Um, as after all, it's the, it says the, says Chazal, it's the derech, it's the way of a man to do the conquering, like in battle, and not the woman. Therefore, we're giving a commandment specifically to the male, not the female. Uh, and that's what the mission here is coming to say. There is, by the way, a most f- brilliant, fascinating comment by the Meshech Chachma, who points out that the mitzvah to have children is actually given twice, once to Adam and Chava, and then again to Noah and his sons when they come to the Teva. So he notes there that once it's to both male and female, the second is just the males, um, the latter one being operative. But he says the reason why is because the women are exempt from the mitzvah because the ways of the Torah are pleasant. And since Childbearing is a risky business. There's a risk to one's life. Um, the Torah would never command a woman to do such a thing. So she has her option. Therefore, she's not commanded to do so. Um, she can if she wants to. And indeed, for sure, it's, it's clear she fulfills a mitzvah by having children. She's participating. But the Torah wouldn't insist she do that, given the fact that there's a risk to her. Now, the Meshach points out that wasn't the case by Chava. Because when it came to Chava, that was the tzivui to have children preceded the chait, for which there was the the curse of difficulty in childbirth, etc. So since the time Chav was given the command that wasn't operative, the Torah would have still been pleasant because there's no difficulty in having children. That being the case, Chav was included in the commandments back then, but after the flood, since we're after the, the hate and the, the curse that came from it, so it's now just Noah and his sons who are commanded. So that's, that's the halacha and that's the Tanakhama. However, says the mission wrapping up, Rabbi Yochanan and Broka Omer al Shnehem who Omer. Yochanan Brocha says no. The commandment to actually to have children is addressed to both Adam and Chava, and therefore they both have a mitzvah, right? Because the pasuk says, "V'yivarach osam Elohim, v'yomer lahem Elohim pruvu." Hashem blessed them, v'yomer lahem, and He said to them both, lahem, to two people, Adam and Chava. Pru'uruvu have children. So the CUC say, says Rabbi Yochanan Roka that the Sivu is addressed to Adam and Chava and therefore they both have a mitzvah and that's operative. The 
notwithstanding, the Chachamim, like from the previous line, Tanakama, hold no. It's true, of course, no denying that it says, V'yomer lahem, Hashem spoke to both Adam and Chava, but that's because it takes two to tangle. Of course, to make children, you need to have both him and her involved. Nevertheless, only he is the one who actually has the technical obligation, and that's the drasha of Kivshua.